thank you for joining us for our podcast featuring the incredible residents at Legacy Retirement Communities. I'm your host and retirement living advisor, Kayla Schaff. My hope for this podcast is to give you insight and perspective to the greatest generation. Be open to soaking up the wisdom that we all desire and is often right in front of us. Their stories are a gift. I can't help but think of those of us listening can benefit from a little inspiration and might learn a thing or two. Meet Gary Timmons, a glass half full kind of guy. Serving as chaplain at a hospital for 20 years, Gary has seen the miracles and tragedies of life and has a heart of gold to support those going through it all. Recently, he experienced the grief that others went through when he lost his wife, Mardell, after 61 years together. Through this experience, he has seen how a positive outlook, faith, and strong support can help you through the grieving journey and that there's no wrong way to grieve. He truly believes that a positive attitude and surrounding yourself with a strong support system is the best medicine for grief and any other transition through life. So without further ado, meet Gary. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to sit here today with Gary Timmons and um, excited to hear um, some of his uh, life experience and stories. And so Gary, I guess I just want to start off. Can you just give us a little background about about you and and your journey and well an interesting thing about my life is that I met my spouse in the fifth grade Sunday school class <laughs> in southeast Kansas grew up in southeast Kansas and uh, and then we would see each other on and off while we were in high school because she would come back to my high school and see a good friend of hers and then on our high school graduation she just said uh, here you're going to college in Oklahoma and she named the college that I was going to I said yep she said I'll see you there and so then um, my girlfriend from the fifth grade Sunday school class eventually became my wife uh, just just before our senior year in college so um, I grew up farm boy southeast Kansas and uh, my first car, this is just ridiculous to tell these things, was an old Chevy that I painted lavender with yellow wheels, enough to make you throw up, really. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, my uncle helped me put that car together and kept it on the road for me. But college at uh, Phillips University, Enid, Oklahoma, and then seminary where I trained to be a pastor and then we were in Oklahoma for eight years and then Kansas for three years and we've been in Nebraska. We were at Beatrice uh, for three years and then North Platte for 32 years and so we're Nebraskans and uh, we have four children that we're very proud of. They are, they live in Arizona, Colorado, Lincoln, and Ohio. So. Uh, uh, 11 grandchildren and only two of them are married and I just found out on Christmas Day that I'm gonna have my first great-grandchild so uh, so anyway that's that's fun to look forward to in July which happens to be my birth date uh, so I told her she had to get my birthday and we'll see oh, what happens but can you tell me a little bit about your um, work as a pastor did you 
always knew, did you always know that that's what you wanted to do? I discovered the, the kind of the urge or the calling uh, in my senior year in high school. But when I went to college, I really was searching and trying to determine if I was in the right field. And by the time I completed uh, my senior year in college, I felt I was in the right place. But my experience of being a pastor um, was a growing one. It wasn't like being struck down and <laughs> with a bowl of lightning and said, this is it. <laughs> it's something I just kind of grew into. And, and uh, so I was, uh, I was actually in a parish setting for the first 20 years. And then um, quite by accident, had the opportunity to start a chaplaincy program for the hospital in North Platte. The administrative part of the par parish ministry was just uh, overwhelming to me and took so much time that I didn't get to be out there with the people like I wanted to. So when I was in the process of interviewing to leave North Platte, the uh, hospital administrator and I were having coffee and he says, I've always thought I'd like to start a chaplaincy program. And so they decided to give me a one-year trial because they weren't sure they could justify a full-time chaplain for their hospital in North Platte and and I wasn't totally convinced I wanted to be a hospital chaplain although I thought it would be a, a nice change. We were supposed to have a meeting at the end of the first year to see whether I continue or not and nobody ever called the meeting and I certainly wasn't going to so at my retirement party 20 years later I just said um, I'm temporary we're just trying this thing out it was quite a big change for me uh, to go from parish to one-to-one. Uh, -one. Mm -hmm. uh, in the hospital setting, you, you're like on a roller coaster of emotions, and you go from a happy room to a sad room and uh, call in all days, all times of the day and night for emergencies. Uh, I'd say I benefited I don't know that it's more meaningful, but I felt like in the hospital ministry, I, it was more of what I had intended to do, and that was work one-to-one -one with people, mm -hmm. and it gave me the opportunity of it. I found that's carried over by living at the Legacy. Um, when, when you live at the Legacy, you just become a great big family, an extended family, and then when your friends get real ill or you hear that you know, they've suffered from a fall or something. Um, one struggle I've had is my pastor heart kicks in and I feel like I should go to them <laughs> and help them in some way. I find it easy to reach out to them and to see if they're okay. And so in that way, it's kind of benefited me to interact with our residents because of my background. Well, I was going to say that's one thing I've always appreciated about you is that you care for others and that's very evident um, and just my conversations with you as well you care for staff you care for the people that are in your life well it's it's kind of been my life and so it comes easy not just me you bet and you're in a season of life where change is in inevitable Oh yeah. The thing that my wife and I hadn't anticipated in moving to the Legacy was that 
uh, we would get really close to people and uh, form the friendships that we have formed. As you know, my wife died uh, almost three months ago, and um, that was just an amazing experience for me to to be situated at the legacy where all at once I found myself surrounded with this loving community of just people reaching out. And it was a wonderful experience because I was usually the one in my whole life who, who was reaching out to others and then to have them uh, embrace me has been very meaningful. And, uh, and my children and I are so thankful that we decided to move to the legacy and that we made that decision together as a couple. Uh, I cheer on any couple that is considering uh, leaving their, their residence and moving to a retirement community. And I think it's just wonderful when people make that decision together. It was quite a relief to our children that we made that decision um, due to my wife's health. She had a lot of health issues. She was falling at home and I didn't feel safe leaving her at home while I was out doing yard work, grocery shopping or whatever. And so we made the decision and surprised our, our four children with the announcement that, uh, hey, we're moving. <laughs> and I felt like from Arizona to Ohio, I felt this big sigh of relief <laughs> from, from our children because uh, they knew now that their parents were in a safe environment. Or, uh, and then after my wife's death, my children were observed uh, what a loving extended family uh, that how much that can mean uh, and and I do really feel like I mean I I don't know of anybody that doesn't really just care about their fellow residents I was a caretaker for my wife for over three years and uh, it's now I'm in a new stage in my life where I'm um, doing more activities than I was able to do the first few years we were at the Legacy. Gary, what was it like to be a full-time caregiver? I feel like it's one of those things, unless you're in those shoes, you just can't really understand. Well, I think that's going to be difficult for me to describe other than one of our residents gave me a book entitled The 36-Hour Day of a Caretaker. And uh, it's a very meaningful book, and she was in the same place I was. She was a, what you call a 36-hour uh, caretaker, and uh, she thought the book might be helpful to me. And um, you, you don't feel like, I mean, you just, you always feel like you're on duty, um, which uh, you know, 61 years of marriage, how else would you want it, you know? To not be a full-time caretaker has been quite an adjustment to me because uh, my main job changed, but yet it's a very peaceful feeling that I have because of uh, that I know my wife's not suffering or pain anymore. And uh, people ask me how I'm doing, and I just say there's more more joy than sadness just because uh, my spouse isn't suffering anymore 
and, uh, yeah. So as you've gone through this very recent um, transition of losing Mardell, um, how has this season, what has this season taught you so far? Well, for me, it has helped me realize the importance of of my Christian faith, and um, I'll try to avoid preaching, <laughs> but <laughs> I I just don't see how people can can move through uh, an experience like this without uh, believing in the higher power, and and so it's it's brought a great deal of peace to me to move through this transition, and uh, just know my wife is safe and okay and not in pain and um that just that's just so meaningful to me that that's why i said earlier i at times i feel more joy than sadness because of the me believing in what i taught all my my whole active life you know trying to lead people to a closer relationship with the higher power and being surrounded by people who care that's meant so much to me uh, in this time of transition. And, uh, well, and oftentimes when we're visiting with folks and hel- helping people understand um, those intangible benefits of, of a community, mm-hmm. and you spoke really, you know, truthfully about how, how that has impacted your life. Um, oh, it's been just unbelievable to me. I, it's, it's something that I, I didn't anticipate about moving to the legacy, of how much the extended family feeling. What advice would you have for seniors that are still at home and still are struggling with the idea of making a change like that? Well, I would just say uh, to anyone who's thinking about it or feeling like they should to uh, not wait too long. I mean, if they could move to a a residential community when they're still well enough to enjoy each other and enjoy the activities and uh, I just think there's such an advantage uh, once you make the transition to uh, the friendships that you form and uh, the support system that you gain. I mean there are just so many advantages for uh, senior citizens who are reaching the point where it's really difficult to manage their home and to stay there. Uh, so being on the other side of um, you know, being the caregiver and then you know, losing Mardell, how, what has grief taught you? Or how do you view grief differently? Than before. You know, it's interesting. There were times, there have been times since my wife's death that I'm surprised that I'm not grieving more, that um, in some ways it was easier to move through than I imagined it could be. And again, I go back to the fact that of, of faith, uh, my Christian faith, and then Immediately, my mind goes to the people who surround me with such love and support. And so, um, uh, 20 years as a hospital chaplain taught me an awful lot about the grieving process and 
and uh, I used I would have a monthly group meeting with uh, hospice uh, couples or or a, a spouse who did you know had lost their their spouse through uh, with their hospice and I used to say to them uh, grief is the hardest work you'll ever do and um, I guess I was expecting it to be more difficult than it has been for me but I attribute that and it's repeating myself to where we live and having so much support and knowing that a, a big majority of our residents have been through what I've just recently encountered and knowing when they reach out to you when your residents, your friends reach out to you, they really know what you're going through if they've lost their spouse. And so you feel, you don't feel so alone in the process. The grieving process is one that no one can tell you how to do it. You've got to do it your way. And uh, no one can tell you how to do it. And uh, I'm not even sure which stage I'm in yet see because it's not even been three months but I know I'm much better off where I'm living than I would be if I was by myself. The support that has come from being in what I keep calling the extended family uh, uh, I just feel people really care about each other in our in our community and when one of our members, one of our community is hurting or suffering in some way, then we all kind of have a heartache and suffer a little, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Because as you share with each other, talk about different ones who are in kind of a bad situation, broken hip or in rehab or whatever, then you're able to... Uh, think, well, if I ever get in that place, I'm going to have a lot of love and support, too. Just hearing you, you know, talk about that, I kind of had this aha. We often hear that folks, um, one of the negative or downsides of moving to a community is being around seniors themselves, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I hear you saying is that's just what you needed. You needed people around you that have had life experience and Mm -hmm. that you could really relate to and connect with. Yeah. Um, I encourage people to tell their story and and I think right after my wife's death I had the opportunity to say to our residents that uh, keep talking to me about my spouse that really helps and don't don't feel like in fact I've made it kind of a habit since my wife's death of if we're sitting at a meal I intentionally mentioned my wife, and it's it's helpful to me to be able to keep talking about her, and uh, that's part of the grieving process for me, mm-hmm. is to uh, keep remembering the good times, and uh, that often helps the person I'm talking to remember some of their good times that they had with their spouse, and so it's that kind of reaching out toward each other that is uh, it really helps the healing process. So you're catching me here in the midst of a process that uh, I don't know that it'll ever be completed, nor I want it to be completed, you know, because there are always going to be good memories. And by being in a community like we are, there's plenty of opportunity for people to 
ask about each other and care for each other. And so there's a lady that I exercise with almost every day. I mean, she's there at the same time I am, and she's constantly uh, asking me how I'm doing or says, I remember this about Mardell, and, and she, it's just, it's just a great loving community, and I, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And, and so because of that, I think I'm able to be more positive than negative and uh, feel uplifted. When you look back on your life, what matters most? Oh, I think love and family and uh, the support of a loving community. Just love and honesty and trust and, and uh, encouragement. Those are all very important to me. And, uh, and thank God I chose a vocation where that was easy to practice. I spent a great deal of my life listening and supporting people and now it's easy for me to do that mm -hmm. where we live yeah. now. So can you think of anything in particular that aging has taught you and something that would be useful for others to know? Aging has taught me that it begins the day we're born <laughs> and that there, each stage has its challenges and um, people ask me, would you want to go back and start over? And I say, nah, I don't think so. Uh, because each, each stage in life has, has its own challenges and rewards. But the aging process, uh, when you reach our age, the thing that's amazing to me, how many people that are past 90 <laughs> in our residence and and how well they're doing. And I give a lot of credit for people living longer. I don't know that they live longer after they move to a senior system. I, I don't know what studies there are about that, but I just have a feeling that people live longer and certainly happier if they're in a setting like we're in at, at the Legacy. But aging has taught me that your joints hurt sometimes, <laughs> and that you're gonna, you're not gonna have quite as much energy as you used to have. But I'm a great believer in exercise. I went through uh, getting four new bypasses in my heart, which will be nine years this coming May, and uh, I wouldn't be here talking to you today if I, if I hadn't had that experience of, of going through heart surgery and. For some people, aging is scary. Uh, that isn't my case. I don't fear it. I, I realize I probably won't always be as healthy and as strong as I am now, but man, am I gonna work at keeping that feeling of, uh, I don't feel as old as I am, and, and I hope I never do. I think, uh, you feel as, as old as your mind lets you uh, or determines. And, and I'm, just, I'm just committed to keeping a young, uh, positive approach. Uh, I've, I've always tried to be more positive than negative and, and uh, encourage them. How important do you think attitude lends to successful aging? Oh, it's 100%. Uh, 
why be negative? I mean, why live a negative life when you have the opportunity to be positive? And so, yeah, attitude is a huge, huge thing. And you can choose to be miserable or you can choose to be happy. And I, I go for the happy part. We're passionate about sharing the fascinating stories in our communities. If you enjoyed listening today, be sure to follow us on Facebook, where we'll continue to share our stories. Do you have questions about retirement living? Visit us at LegacyRetirement.com to learn more. Be inspired to live your own legacy now.